Hello and welcome to 20 Cent Retail's podcast. I'm Vincent Panels. Today, I chat with Amancio Jr., CEO and founder of Analytic Always, a company specialized in optimizing stocks thanks to AI technology. In the next 20 to 30 minutes, Amancio and I discuss about concrete cases and the impact that artificial intelligence has on the retail industry. Well, hello and uh, welcome, Amancio. Thank you for participating in today's uh, episode of 20 Cent Retail's podcast. It's my pleasure, uh, Vincent. Uh, thank you so much for your invitation. And all I hope uh, we enjoy. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm sure it will because uh, it's uh, quite an interesting topic today as we're going to talk about uh, artificial intelligence which is uh, your field of expertise. Um, maybe first things first, we, for those in the audience who are not familiar with uh, the concepts of artificial intelligence and what it can bring to, to retail, maybe you can give a few examples of uh, a few fields of re retail industry in which AI is being used? For sure, for sure. Uh, one of the main purposes that uh, the retail industry is using uh, today uh, artificial intelligence is to, um, to have a better customer experience overall. So in our case, for instance, um, we work with artificial intelligence to have a better uh, stock uh, proposition for each store so we can improve uh, the experience of our uh, consumers. When they go to the store and they are looking for a specific product, so always, uh, they will have this product on hands. They never will happen the situation that they go for the store and uh, the store, if we eat with um, uh, a rupture of this specific product, for instance. So for this, we use a lot of distinct um, algorithms with machine learning that make predictions uh, for the future for each SKU, each product in each store. And we avoid th those kinds of situation and it helps the retailers to avoid losing sales for out of stock, for instance. All right, so, so yeah, basically it's really a predictive method for making sure that uh, stocks are always optimized in the best way possible. So that's a very good example of, of uh, AI. And, and I remember that when we prepared this conversation, um, you did mention a very interesting point. Uh, you said that innovation is irrelevant and totally irrelevant unless it is linked to a return of investment. Could you maybe elaborate on that idea? Sure. <clears throat> There's a lot of uh, retailers that already invested millions and millions in distinct AI technologies. But it's true that uh, today's industry, any kind of investment uh, we can do without um, a very pragmatic uh, return on investment. So it's very important for any kind of uh, investment that we're gonna make in this area, we need to have very clear which are the KPIs that we're gonna measure, what exactly we're gonna improve, and how much we're gonna earn, uh, how much will be the investment, how long time we're gonna have our payback from this technology. So it's not only about innovation, right? I always say for my customers, look, if you make a prediction, if a, a bread paper or with a AI technology, the most important is how much you earn in the end of your season with one or another methodology. So I need to invest in technology not to be the cool 
<laughs> the cool retailer in the industry. I must invest in technology that I see and that I measure very clearly the return on investment that I have in, in this technology. It's very important. So basically, this is why your focus is on stock optimization, because at the end of the day, it's really doing an impact or having an impact on the bottom line. I... Sure, sure. Uh, uh, the stock, it's in average uh, about 50% of the yearly investments of any retailer. So when you are deciding how much we need to buy, this is a, a decision that they, make, they need to make every week, basically. They need to make a huge plan for their collections or for their products, depending on the kind of retailers. And in a weekly basis, they start to make purchases for distinct providers, and it represents almost around okay, 50% of their yearly investment. It means that every single improvement that they have in this subjective, it's incredible the impact that they have in cash flow. So for instance, if they decide to reduce one week of coverage of their stocks, it's the same of increasing at least okay, uh, 10% in their cash flow just to avoid overbuying products that they don't need in, their mo in that moment. And uh, one specific point that I want to, to put here on the table, I think it's very interesting just uh, to, to take into consideration in this subject. It's not the, the theme of our conversation, today's conversation, but it's also uh, very important um, uh, for the world. I mean, for... Uh, the retailers avoid to overbuy products that uh, with their productions, we're going to have a lot of contamination in the world, right? Yeah. So our company not only help retailers to avoid losing sales for out-of-stock reasons, but also help retailers to reduce uh, overbuying products that they will have tied up without sales. And at the same time, I think uh, it's very important to remind that we help uh, uh, the world in in in, in this uh, in this objective that I just just said less contamination of a lot of products that was produced while without any need uh, in the consumer. All right. Um, well, how does it work then specifically? Because does does do you have a magic algorithm that works for everybody or, or do you have to have a different approach for every retailer? Uh, well, it's, it's a very good question. Uh, it's, it's, it's very important when we talk about algorithm uh, to, to talk about how efficient is this algorithm, right? It's, it's crucial. So we invested more than 10 years in our current algorithm. So it means that our algorithm for each store, each SQ has more than 25 distinct variables that measured every day to make the sales prediction for the next 53 weeks. So what it means? Well, it means that um, when we analyze the efficiency of this algorithm, we make uh, predictions for for the past, making simulation. Imagine that we was in January of this year, 
and the algorithm make the predictions for the rest of this year. And then we compare uh, to see how efficient is the algorithm. So our algorithm basically just um, retrieve the ERP or POS uh, data from our customers. We integrate this data and uh, we automatically make those calculations. This is very automatic and it will bring results for any kind of uh, retailers. So it's a very smart algorithm prepared for work uh, with uh, any kind of product or categories. For instance, today, uh, Vincent, uh, we work with more than 100 distinct brands around the world in almost 20 countries. Um, and those retailers, all of, all of them have distinct categories and they are using the same algorithm of our solution. So it's not something that you need to create to build specifically for each one. It's something that scale and uh, have an amazing result in each kind of category already. For sure that in the beginning, it don't was like this, but today we have a certain level of expertise in this, uh, in this subject. So, all right, so there's, there's a certain expertise. The, 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 the focus is on, on the accuracy, if I understand correctly. Um, sure. But do, for, for a successful implementation, I would expect that it's not just about the good algorithm and, and the accuracy. And, and is there any, are there any particular element also on top of it or other parameters to have a successful implementation at a retailer? Very important question. <clears throat> I saw a lot of frustrated projects of distinct retailers that tried to hire data scientists in, in their companies. But it's not only about algorithms, as you said. First of all, it's about business enlargement, right? So we need to focus in the business perspective to create, to understand the problem and to create the solution. Second of all, uh, we need to implement a corporate governance. So which are the KPIs that we need to measure? Which are the KPIs that we need to improve? So it means that we need to start to build a weekly committees uh, to follow up with those KPIs and see if with the technology that we are implementing, we are improving uh, and getting the results that we uh, aim for. Another very important point is um, infrastructure. Because, for instance, our algorithm is very powerful, but we need to invest uh, a lot in, in, in servers, in infrastructure. That's the reason why our solution is <clears throat> software as a service, it's SaaS. So it means that our customer don't need to care about servers, hardware, because those algorithms normally requires a lot of um, hardware uh, to work. And uh, another point, um, so in one hand, we have uh, corporate governance, we have algorithms, we have infrastructure, uh, and we have the business uh, perspectives. We need to combine all of those um, I mean, distinct columns to, to solve the problem. And I, I saw a lot of uh, distinct uh, projects that uh, try to implement one technology without consultancy or one algorithm without uh, the retail expertise. So the, the, the elements, the key success elements that we need to have combined together to solve this specific point in terms of uh, stock management, for instance, 
are all of those. Otherwise, forgot it. You're gonna have a simple solution that will works, but then uh, you don't have the com com uh, it with uh, all of those uh, very important elements. That only is, that's only the way that it really make uh, uh, this the, the retail change the way that they're they are managing their stocks. Uh, all right, yeah, that makes sense indeed. That it's not just about IT, it's not just about techniques. It's about the entire solution that needs to be accepted by by the entire stakeholder of the of the retailer and the the implementation team. Um, now, I I feel like taking a little bit of a and controversial uh, question now, um, because I've, I've had several talks already about digital solutions, about robotics. Um, I, I, I've discussed with, with different people also on trade shows in pre-COVID era. Um, one question I have the feeling that often comes back is, and I'm asking you this because I know that you are active in, in different regions and different countries. Um, one of the things that always comes back is it seems that US, Latin, Asia, Middle East is trying, sometimes failing, but at least trying. But whether in Europe, it seems that AI implementations or other implementations such as digital or robotics are, are a bit behind compared to the other regions. Is that an experience that you also have? Well, um, not exactly. Because what I see is that uh, in all the regions where we are, okay, and we are basically in all continents, huh, uh, we see that uh, the, the need and the, the sensations that we see in the, the retail industry that they need to invest in technology is the same, right? What's changed exactly is the offer that they have in the countries. So basically speaking is that in Europe, Maybe we don't have uh, the same amount of um, technologies and offerings that we have in the United States, for instance. Um, it, it doesn't mean that the European retailer don't want to invest in technology. They know that they need to invest in technology. But maybe um, uh, the, re the, the European um, retailer, uh, it's uh, maybe a little, a little bit more um, frustrated because they don't see the de technologies that they want to invest with a very clear value proposition. So I think that there is a lot of players in Europe already um, and the sensation will change a little bit because all of them, they are investing technology, otherwise they are out of the market. So it's a, it's a sense of natural selections. All retailers that don't invest in technologies, they one by one, we'll closing doors and they will be out of the, the game. So I see that uh, in, in maybe in the United States is true that uh, one company like ours starts to, to go to the market is like the first country that they need to start to expand uh, because of the size of the market. So there's a lot of technology there, offerings for existing retailers. But we cannot forget that it doesn't mean uh, if they invest more in technology than in Europe, doesn't mean that they have more success than in Europe, right? So the natural the, the, the natural selections that started to happen 
uh, the retail apocalypsis. I, I don't know if you remember this, yeah. uh, this terminology. Uh, it happens in the United States. So uh, I'm, something wrong is uh, happening there uh, because the, the amount of important brands that starts to become in bankruptcy, it starts to become from there. So here it's true that maybe we don't um, have the same level of investment in technology, but doesn't mean that we are not more uh, successful than United States or other regions that invest a lot in technology. It's it's about the business perspective. It's about the all the elements that I told. Not only if I invest or not in IT, right? Yeah. All right. Um, the, there is uh, an element, though, that AI is is bringing with him is the fact that it's completely transforming the customer's experience, right? Uh, one of the elements I, I I think is, for example, when you go to a store the store will basically already know you and, and almost know what you want to buy. Uh, maybe you can share a bit of your view on, on, on that element. Sure. Well, uh, the, um, in the stores, um, today's experiences are already very different than before. So basically the biggest retailers, when you go for their stores, you are almost alone in the store, enjoying the product, enjoying the environment and uh, the exposition, the store experience. If you ask for a salesperson, for instance, it's normally to, to see some product that they have in, in, in inside the stock of the store, right? Not exposed product. So what is changing and we need to care about is that AI uh, are changing the way that the consumer uh, wants uh, to consume inside the store. So we have a lot of algorithms that decide where the product must to be exposed. And uh, the amount of uh, the size of inside the exposition that, that must to be uh, used for one kind or another category. And uh, the, the, the the idea here, I think it's that the, the retail will be more a self-served uh, store instead of a salesperson that talk to you um, and uh, make their opinions in one product or another. No? So this is already a reality. And this is something that is, will start to, to increase uh, day by day in, in 10 years. Uh, it's true that it could be a dramatic change in, in terms of uh, uh, jobs in the industry. Yeah, because I was about to ask uh, if, if already now you have uh, AI solutions to help predict the stocks, it could almost replace purchasing department. Now you're talking with solutions that almost replace salespeople in the store. It sounds like AI is going to be, as we talked earlier, the retail apocalypse. Uh, but it would be uh, uh, the job apocalypse in, in, in the retail world. Do, do you have any advice on how to handle those things? Or is it just a doomsday scenario that we're going to have? Yes. Um, well, uh, talking about the, for instance, salesperson, um, I think um, uh, they need to think more about their career uh, to be like an um, advisor in, in terms of design for the consumer instead of a salesperson, 
all right? Every job which is operational in the retail uh, industry will be in risk, okay? So every, everything that we are seeing today that is changing um, in, in terms of service in the, in the store must to be very well uh, analyzed by each brand because each brand has a distinct um, a target and a distinct uh, uh, objectives for the coming five years. But it's very important for all of them thinking about how they want to proceed with the attention of their consumers in their stores. Because today, I don't know if it happens with you, Vincent, okay, when you go to a specific store to buy a product and uh, some salesperson approach to you, uh, you reject them, right? It's like, uh, I want to be alone. <laughs> and if I need you, I go, I go to, to talk to you or if I need some products on someone else. So in the future, you would even don't gonna need to buy the product in, in, the, in the desk of the store, right? You just take the product and leave the store and that's it. So uh, you need to think about uh, this experience in the future and to prepare our people in, in our sector to have a distinct kind of uh, philosophy inside the store. Maybe to talk more about the brand, the philosophy of the brand, to talk about more about the style, what we believe, uh, what do we want to, to bring for the world as a brand? It's more about the brand and experience instead of operational sales stuff, you know? So this is uh, something that um, uh, moves very slowly, but in really 10 to 20 years, uh, we're going to see a very distinct uh, industry. My main care about it is for sure we have uh, another opportunities, but it's true that the the retailers or in the salespersons that don't prepare themselves for this new uh, industry, uh, they will have in risk their careers. Well, uh, indeed, we, we can talk about this topic uh, all day long. And I think it's a very good ending to, to, to end this way, saying that AI will not be a doomsday for, for retail, but it will indeed definitely shift uh, the roles of, of certain jobs and, and that uh, simplistic task will be indeed automated uh, thanks to, thanks to uh, AI. Um, again, we could talk this about, uh, about this for hours, but we are limited in time. Uh, thank you very much again for uh, participating today, Amancio. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, it's a great topic and um, I hope to see you again in another episode or in a trade show one day, who knows? Vincent, thank you so much. Uh, congratulations for the amazing job you make for the retail industry. Um, we really enjoyed uh, the interview and uh, let's keep in touch. And I will be pleased in case somebody wants to contact me by LinkedIn and talk about uh, the bottom line, how to <laughs> improve the bottom line. I'll be pleased to help. Right? All right. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Well, that's all from us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch, don't hesitate to write us an email. I also invite you to check out the website 20centretail.com for more retail stories. Join us next time for a new episode of 20 Cent Retail's podcast about virtual reality. In the meantime, thank you for listening.